0: This is episode number 116 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined as usual by my fabulous colleagues, Sarah fate Hello. And Nicole Rambo. Hello. And we are here to both educate you and to entertain you with all the wonderful things that we have to offer remotely here at the Middle Country Public Library. How's it going, ladies? Good. 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 All right. So (laughs) you both look excited. If this was a video podcast, we could Mm -hmm. see how excited you were because I have something. I have a treat for you. We're going to do another trivia episode.
1: Yay. I love trivia
0: except what except this time <laughs> i pulled out all the stops right? <gasps> because i'm not just using in fact i'm not using statista at all <gasps> oh i went through all 188 of our databases this morning
1: all of our, what i <laughs> have, i have i woke up at 4 a.m. <laughs> i have i
0: have come up with a trivia test here for you based on our different <laughs> databases so each one of these questions that i'm going to give you today is a question that i looked up using one of our databases so how
1: many okay. Okay.
0: yes so there's uh, 13 questions here okay so let's see how well you do all right okay are you ready
1: yeah mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and i
0: can see you so no looking stuff up on the internet <laughs> don't cheat. You're not like
1: that. I'll be quick enough to do that. It's been Okay,
0: yeah, it was here we of, go. Yeah. So, question number one. This is from Credo Reference. Okay, mm-hmm. which mountain range did the miners flock to during the California Gold Rush? Is it A. The Rocky Mountains, B. Mm-hmm. The Appalachian Mountains, C. The Sierra Nevada Mountains, or D. The Superstition Mountains? C i I say Sierra Nevada. Okay, so you both say C, yeah. Sierra Nevada, and you are both correct. Yay! You got it. Uh, in U.S. history, the influx of prospectors to the Sierra Nevada mountains, California, following the discovery of gold in the American River by U.S. surveyor James Marshall in 1848, with two years within two years, over a hundred thousand people had flooded into California. With hopes um, of making fortunes. I wonder to oh, told anybody. Do you think he like told people? Or
1: if he just kept oh, himself?
0: I think it got out, right? He must have what? got out. <laughs> I'm like,
1: no, I didn't find any goals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good. So all right. So that's one to one so far. This next database is called Culture Grams. Have you folks used CultureGrams? I love culture grams. Yeah, it's a great it's a great uh, it's a great one. So here we go. Which South American country has the following data points? Okay. Okay. It is a country with one of the highest consumers of beef, third in the world per capita. In some regions, friends and relatives would commonly share an herbal tea drink called mate. And the music and dance known as the tango originated here. Is it a Chile B Peru C Argentina, or D Brazil? I was going to say Brazil
1: or Argentina. now I don't know. I'm going to go with Argentina. Don't cry for me. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Brazil.
0: Okay, so Nicole says Brazil. Sarah says Argentina, and Sarah is correct. Ding! It is Argentina. Uh, <laughs> And here's a little a little uh, tidbit little fast fact. To order a cup of coffee from a distant server, Argentines hold up an extended thumb and index finger separated slightly with the other fingers folded in a fist. Like this. So want, yes. So if you want a uh, a cup of coffee, that's how you do it. Very good. I would be a I would be a poor business librarian <laughs> if I didn't include at least one business database in this in this mm-hmm. questionnaire, right? And this is from one of my favorites, demographics now. So which of the following cities on Long Island has the highest daytime population? Do you know what daytime population is, ladies? People like out and about during the day.
1: Yeah. Unlike yeah so as As opposed to like vampires like yeah
0: it's the it's the population usually it's the population of the people who live there plus the people who work there and so you know at the end of the day everybody goes home the daytime Mm -hmm. population includes everybody who's there so this is from 2019 so you ready is it this is all of long island no, I'm going to give you four cities, and then you have to you have to okay. decide which one has the highest daytime population. Is it uh, A Bayshore? Is it B home our home turf of Center Reach? Is it C Hop Hog, or is it D Waiting River?
1: I was going to say Hop Hog because they have a lot of yeah. business center like business yeah. places there. I how- yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So Hop which is mm-hmm. C. Mm-hmm. Uh wrong. I'm <gasps> sorry. Is
1: it Bay
0: I'm sorry. It is Bay yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is
1: Bay Shore. That's a good one too. Bay has a lot
0: of uh yeah. stuff. Yeah, so Bayshore has uh fifty-seven thousand four hundred and ninety-nine is their daytime population. Yeah. Huh. As compared to Hop hog which is still high, it's forty three thousand nine hundred and nine. But at night, when everybody goes home, it's only 16,847. Oh, so a God. lot of people are coming into Hog to, yeah, to work. Yeah, to work. All right. Very good. So, so far, still, uh, it's two to one. Sarah has uh, the lead. Now, this next one is from the Gale Encyclopedia of Everyday Law. Which amendment of the Constitution relates to due process? Okay. <laughs> sarah has lost it uh, <laughs> okay due process is it a the second amendment b the fifth amendment c the 10th amendment or d the 21st amendment
1: I don't, I don't watch enough law and honor for this um, is it oh wait, no i say the fifth amendment because when you say i plead the fifth no that's not due process i don't know i'm going with what does due process mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt dumb.
1: I didn't go to law school. I went to librarian school. Well,
0: that's what's nice about having this Gale Encyclopedia of Everyday Law available to you, right? You can yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I go with either five or, that's how that's how the, uh, you know, lawyers call it, five. I call it mm. five or <laughs> the ten. I don't know.
0: Okay, so, so Sarah, pick pick one of those. Pick okay, I'll those. go with
1: the fifth because that's the how fifth. I know I see the okay.
0: fifth. Okay, and Nicole, I, I guess five. <laughs> You're both right. It no, is yay! The see,
1: yes, you got it right. right. Hours of law and order taught me. Yes. Completing the fifth as part of due process? Yeah, like- so
0: under, the, under both the 5th and 14th Amendments to the U.S. Constitution, neither the federal government nor state governments may deprive any person of, quote, life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So a similar provision... Uh, was found in the Magna Carta as well as early state constitutions.
1: Okay, so I'm just going go to go apply to Harvard Law right now. So,
0: yeah, so it's the fifth. And, <laughs> okay. and the, there's also a due process law on the 14th Amendment, but that wasn't one of the choices. So you both got it right. You both got the Fifth Amendment right. And your train of thought, which was, oh, it's, you know, I plead the fifth the law, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. You, you, you went down the right road. You mm-hmm. did not fall down the, the <laughs> hole there. Okay, <laughs> I plead right. the five so this 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 question this question i came up with uh for nicole okay this is from the gale directory library Mm -hmm. and let's see if she gets it right or not sarah (laughs) (laughs) i hope she does she will a girl will what was what when i'm sorry when was the organization vegan action founded Uh (laughs) also known as the vegan awareness foundation was it 1983, 1993, 2003, or 2013? 83, 93, 2003, 2013. Yes. Again, it's called Vegan Action, also known as the Vegan Awareness Foundation, and it is a association in the Gale Directory Library. So. Uh, uh,
1: 93?
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so you're going with B. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah. I
1: was going to go with 93, too.
0: Okay, so I
1: feel both,
0: like yeah. Okay, so you're go, both guessing B93 and you're both right. Yay! Very
1: good. Yay! <laughs> Oof, I got that one wrong out of it in real set.
0: So the vegan action <laughs> vegan action, also known as the vegan awareness foundation, promotes the vegan diet and lifestyle and seeks to increase the availability of vegan food. There are six there are sixteen hundred members in the United States.
1: That's that's so, it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> doing, that's all.
0: There you go. That's all. All right. Very, very good. And again, that's the Gale Directory Library if you're looking for an association. All right, here we go. So, you know, obviously health is a big thing that a lot of people are talking about. So I chose a question from uh, the Gale Health and Medical Encyclopedia. We have a number of medical encyclopedias online. Mm -hmm. So what is the answer to this question, ladies? A device used in some radiology procedures that provides immediate images and motion on a screen, much like those seen at airport baggage security stations. It is known as, is it a stethoscope, an audioscope, a fluoroscope, or a periscope? <laughs> <laughs> a fluoroscope? Okay, is so
1: it, Wait, what is it again? Okay, so stethoscope saying D because I know it's not D.
0: Okay, stethoscope, audioscope or fluoroscope? Uh,
1: I'm going to go fluoroscope.
0: Okay, and Nicole, you're also going with fluoroscope? Yeah. Okay. You're both right. Mm-hmm. It is a yes, very good. All right, here we go. So, uh it's a close uh, it's a close game here. It's 5 mm-hmm. to 4. Sarah is still in the lead. Let's see if Nicole can <laughs> this is from the gale history of the american cinema how about Ooh. that oh that's a nice yeah did you know we had that uh Three nice ten, it's a 10 volume collection in what decade did 3d films become popular also known as the golden era of 3d films huh. if you ever knew that there was a golden era of 3d films not. is it uh, the Wait. forty, the 40s the 50s the 60s or the 70s Wow, I didn't know they were that old. Yeah. Well, I will tell you right now that uh, stereoscopic motion pictures can be traced back to experiments in 1889. Hmm. Huh. So now these are not the first 3D movies, I will I will say. It's not the first time 3D movies came out. Just, when they were super popular. When they became popular, yes. So it's the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, or the 70s. Uh, I'll
1: go... <laughs> Oh, 60s.
0: I'll go 50s. Okay, so Nicole, you say 50s, and Sarah, you say 60s? Yeah, sure. Nicole is right.
1: <gasps> oh, <laughs> Tie it up. Oh, no.
0: It is the 1950s. Wow. So uh, Warner Brothers was the first major studio to invest in the 3D production system hmm. and scored a big success with the 3D horror film House of Wax in 1953. Ooh. Yes, all, the way that? Yeah. Yeah. all right, very good. We're all tied up. Cool. So this next one is from the Home Improvement Reference Center. Have you used that database? Right. Yeah.
1: So no.
0: The Home Improvement Reference Center is great because if you're looking to fix anything in your home, it's like a nice online way of, of seeing that stuff. So here we go. What is the term used to describe a compress a compression faucet attached to the outside of a house? Is it A, hydrocompressor, B, sillcock, C, flow port, or D, owl an outdoor water line? a hose? <laughs> <I'm sorry.
1: laughs> I <was> like hose. A
0: hose. Compress compression faucet attached to the outside of the house.
1: What's a compression
0: faucet? It's whatever one of these things is, like which is like a hydro, hydro compressor, silcock, flow port, or outdoor water line. An owl. I'm gonna go with owl. Owl, I'm gonna go with the a because it has the same word in it. Hydro compressor, yeah. Yes, you're both wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It is oh. B. Silcock. Oh. In a copper plumbing system, the silcock the silcock is connected to a nearby cold water supply pipe with a threaded adapter, two lengths of soldered copper pipe, and a shutoff valve. I yeah. had no idea, but from yeah. now on, that's what I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. I want I want to seem smart. Do you have one? Yeah, it's the faucet on the outside of the house. The hose. You know? Yeah, no, the hose is what you connect to
1: Oh, oh,
0: oh. (laughs) Oh, I know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) The hose, the hose. (laughs) Okay, here we go. We're almost there, folks. We're almost there. We're still tied (laughs) up. All right. This is from Literature Criticism Online, which is Gail, okay? What was the title of F. Scott Fitzgerald's debut novel? All right. Was it A, The Great Gatsby, B, Beautiful and Damned, C, Tender is the Night, or D, This Side of Paradise? D. Nicole says D. Sarah? I will say uh, B. Okay. So Sarah said Beautiful and Damned. Nicole said This Side of Paradise. Nicole is right.
1: Oh ah, You know me. Big that- Fitzgerald head. <laughs>
0: Did you really uh-huh. know that? You <laughs> just guess.
1: I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know. I didn't know it, but I, I feel like I knew that he had a that like title sounded
0: familiar. Sure, sure, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so I go like no, but he just goes yes, yes, I yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> you guys in just his, know that I'm actually in his
0: in his debut novel, This Side of Paradise. He draws on his own experiences to tell the story of Amory Blaine a bright handsome young man from Minneapolis who leaves behind his midwestern home to attend Princeton University.
1: Oh, Princeton. And
0: and although the novel quickly although the novel quickly gained notoriety for his exploration of class issues and focus on collegiate and upper class life, many critics castigated the book as shallow and poorly constructed. Hmm. So there you go. No, <laughs> so very good. All right, it's six to five. Nicole is in the lead. Can she? Uh-oh. Can she hold on to it? We have a few more questions left. Are you ready?
1: Ready. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is again from another popular database. I hope people are using this from home, and it's Mango Languages, which is the Yay. language database. So please translate the following. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. Belay your carousing and whole wins smartly. This is pirate. It is pirate. Yeah. Uh, does belay your carousing and hole when smartly mean? Pay attention and hoist the sails. Be mindful of the crew when you are passing gas. <laughs> stop your messing around and quickly align the ship with the wind. Or stop laughing. This is a serious situation we are in.
1: Let's see? Yeah, I was going to go see.
0: Stop messing around and quickly align the ship with this wind is correct. You're both right. Yay! Look at us very good
1: you know, you, know how to speak pirate.
0: you know how to speak pirate very good yes yes so pirate is just one of the many languages that mango languages offers folks to uh <laughs> like listen to. all right we have uh three more questions left all right this is the oxford english dictionary what is the word for someone who is quote given to much talking talkative
1: chatty kathy
0: Correct, no <laughs> <laughs> It's in the Oxford Di- no. uh, is, it, yeah. is it loquacious, magnanimous, rapacious, or digimus loquacious. <laughs> loquacious I picked I picked very difficult words to pronounce. I'm sorry, sorry, you said loquacious. Loquacious and Nicole. Yeah, loquacious. You both agree, and you're both correct. It is loquacious yes very good so uh, magnanimous is generous in feeling or conduct rapacious is inordinate inordinately given to grasping or taking aggressively mm. greedy and digamus, digamus is married a second time that contracts oh. a second marriage after the death of the first spouse oh they have to be
1: a widow so it's a, a widow yes widow. yes,
0: yes. Very interesting. All right, I probably pronounced those wrongs. So I should go to the Oxford uh, English Dictionary and press on the button that allows me to hear that how they are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I use that all the time. Yeah, cool. All right, we're we're coming down to the end here. So we're on science and particularly science online facts on file. Okay, in the order of geological periods, which no. came which came <laughs> after. <laughs> <laughs> Which came after the Jurassic period? So what comes after Jurassic. Jurassic? After dinosaurs. Yes. Is it Cambrian, Triassic, Cretaceous, or Permian?
1: Uh
0: so after Jurassic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So after <laughs> after Chris Pratt is in, you know, after no, just after Jurassic uh park, yes. What um what are they what? <laughs> okay. So the choices are Cambrian,
2: Triassic,
0: mm-hmm. Cretaceous, mm-hmm. Permian. Permian. Okay. So Nicole says Permian. And Sarah, what do you say?
1: Well, just to make it interesting, I will go with C.
0: C is Cretaceous. Mm-hmm. And you guessed correctly, Sarah. Made
1: it, up. <laughs> is <a> good game.
0: <laughs> it is tied oh it is eight to eight and now we have the tiebreaker this is the last this is the last question all right and it is and it is not a question from a database
1: oh.
0: Oh. it is a question about the library
1: um, is like, a question about me? What's my <laughs> yeah, favorite was color? Say, was like, oh, What's in my pocket?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we ready? How many of the library's databases are available remotely? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I should have taken a screenshot of Nicole's face just now. <laughs> okay, is it? 36, 57, 99, or 137. So how many of the library's databases are available remotely? And again, I remember that at the beginning of our show, I did mention that mm-hmm. there are 188 databases. Uh, and
1: then by remotely, remote. you mean like available for at-home use?
0: So yes. So remotely.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: so as of right now, since we're all home which databases, how many databases do patrons have access to? Is it 36, 57, 99, or
1: 137? I'm going to go
0: 137.
1: Give them all the databases. 137. I yeah, I think it's high, too. I think it's 137. So we're in this together,
0: Nicole. <laughs> okay. For the first time in the history of the podcast, we have a tie. Because you both got the question right.
1: Yay!
0: Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. You both know your stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You both
0: both got the same questions wrong. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So very, very good. I hope you enjoyed uh, our little trivia. And just a, uh, I think it's a great, when I was doing this, I felt really good because it's, uh, it made me very proud to be part of Middle Country Public Library and have all these great databases for our patrons to access, so.
1: Yeah. yeah. So okay. definitely
0: while right? we're while we're all at home, take advantage of some of these fantastic resources.
1: Yeah.
0: And for our focus segment this week, we have a special guest joining us on the show. Lenore Paprocki is the new newly elected president of the Greater Middle Country Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much for coming on the shore, Lenore.
2: Oh, thank you, Sal. I'm happy to be here.
0: So you've been involved with the chamber for a long time now. How does it feel to be president?
2: Yeah, that's for sure. I've been uh, actually involved with the Greater Middle Country Chamber since uh, 2007. Uh, I went on the board um, around uh, 2015 or 16. I kind of lose track and uh, vice president for a number of those years. And um, now being president is, um, well, it's, it's certainly an honor and uh, it's, um, I, I don't want to disappoint my members. I know they uh, voted for me so that uh, knowing that uh, I could uh, make some changes and, uh, you know, continue to, to keep the chamber moving in a forward direction. Uh, projection. Like Jeff, the uh, old president, Jeff Freund, he was moving us in the right direction. I want to continue that.
0: That sounds great. And I can't imagine that you can disappoint anybody, Lenore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the Greater Middle Country Chamber of Commerce?
2: Surely. Uh, so the chamber was actually um, revived back in 2002 and uh, we, it was, um, I think it was originally back in the day, Center Each Chamber, changed it to the greater middle country chamber to encompass all of the school district. The school district has a um, big arm. It's in Corum, Selden, Centereach, Lake Grove, even into some Ronkonkoma. So that's why it's the greater middle country chamber of commerce. We're not just working with uh, the center reach area now it's it's much more um, of an outreach and um, you know with the idea that uh, anybody who's interested in working with uh, you know the chamber and and um, getting the benefits from what the chamber can offer anybody is able to join one of the things that uh, the middle country chamber does um, with that outreach is because we do touch so many areas we uh, have uh, put together a, uh, an alliance with um, three other local chambers, and together uh, we collaborate on um, different ideas and focuses. We work with uh, the Ronkonkoma Chamber, we work with the Holbrook Chamber, and the uh, Farmingville Hills Chamber. And uh, we've been doing this for the past couple of years, and it's been very, very successful. Uh, you know chambers together when you're you're actually stronger together, oh that seems to be the word that they're using nowadays stronger together sure, sure,
0: and you know I'm sure you agree that being a member of a chamber is so important it's more
2: important now, especially during uh this pandemic more than ever before it really accents why chambers are important uh to the local community uh An outreach for the businesses, Um, and you know what, whether you're a member or not, I mean, I want everybody to be a member. There are plenty of benefits, which I'll speak on later as to why um, you should be a member of the local Chamber of Commerce, but um, in in this situation that we're in now with this coronavirus pandemic, we've been um, available to reach out to um, between myself and my board of directors. I have, I have to give a shout out to my board. I have a great board. Everybody works well together. There's constant collaboration between all of us. Uh, When something comes to, to pass that it's a company, a business, a person uh, needs help, we're, we're right on it. And and that's a strength of having um, the um, chamber behind you. And, um, you know, it, it comes with a little bit of clout, too, I believe, if you're a member of the Chamber of Commerce, and especially when it's a Chamber of Commerce that Is uh, very visible in your community, which I believe that the Greater Middle Country Chamber is uh, visible and um, is seen as a um, a community outreach, um, a place where you can get answers uh, when you have issues or um, find out information. Uh, It's there's a little bit of credibility that um, is given to every single member, I believe, for being part of Chamber of Commerce. It's community. Listen, Long Island is a small, is really small as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Even though we're big, we're small. Like say it's a small world. There's no doubt that that is the case. Uh, Having um, a chamber that um, can be your resource is is huge when you're doing business.
0: Absolutely. And I have to say, uh, having the opportunity to actually attend those meetings here at the library, uh, what a great group of people we have.
2: Yes, we do. We have a great group, and I encourage everybody to join.
0: <laughs> sure. So, if a local business owner is listening, uh, what benefits would you say the chamber membership offers? Why should they join?
2: The benefits are um, quite many. Uh, there's quite a lot of benefits. They're they're including. Um, having the opportunity again like i had mentioned before the resources to to get to to get answers to questions um um maybe different uh, we're also in an- an advocate for a political source. So um, you know we are the liaison. I look at it as that way, the liaison between um, the um, business, the local businesses, residents, and um, public officials. Uh, there's discounts between the members. So if you are a member, you'll um, and you're dealing with another member, which we highly encourage. Uh, there are discounts offered um, because of the membership. There's educational and professional development programs that we offer that will help um, you with your business and and also with your professional um, development of your of your business and of yourself. Uh, Marketing opportunities. There's networking opportunities. Uh, We have a very active um, Facebook page where uh, all sorts of resources are there available to you. And of course, as well as our uh, Middle Country Chamber uh, website page, uh, which also has um, a a variety of uh, different um, uh, information tabs that, uh, you know, any question you have basically can be answered that way. And, uh, and as I mentioned before, the added credibility, um, we're doing a lot of um, uh, special events coming up too in the future, and you can be a part of that, and um, you know, better exposure within the community is a big um, benefit as well.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, Lenore. We're going to put all that information in the show notes, and I thank you for coming down to the podcast.
2: It was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Sal.
0: Okay, and we are back. And uh, just want to mention that if you want to hear more of that interview, because that went much longer, uh, to listen to our new, uh, what would you say it is, a sister podcast, a, a cousin podcast? I, I, you know, it's hard to explain what it is, but the Miller Business Center has a, a podcast now. It's called Centered on Business, and you can subscribe to that, and we'll put a, a link in the show notes of this show. Uh, to hear the rest of that interview with Lenore Poprocki, and uh, as well as other things that we're doing over there. So, uh, ladies, what do you have planned for the rest of the of the week? You're going to be uh, visiting the living room, the dining room. <laughs> when you
1: got <laughs> uh, Sorry, if the weather stays nice, I have yard work I'm actually trying to do. No, okay. it's supposed to rain,
0: right, Aww. Dang it! I, it might rain. It might. Yep, yeah, it might rain. So, so Nicole, you doing yard work, Sarah? What, what do you, what did you say you were going to do?
1: Um, I will be prepping trivia questions for our Star Wars trivia game on May fourth. So, uh, listeners, please partake in the game; it'll be fun. Yeah.
0: What is that? May the fourth, right? That's the whole. May the fourth be with you. Yep. Yeah, that's all the plain words. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, and is it going to be? Are these questions going to be difficult? Are I they... think
1: there'll be a nice range for easy to the Star Wars lover.
0: Cool. All right. Looking forward to that. Very good. So if you want to uh, listen to our older episodes or read our show notes, visit our website, mcplpodcast.com. And if you want to email us and tell us how terrible we sound from home no i'm just kidding if you want to tell us how great we are from home uh then please do so and we'd like to hear from you if you are a new listener and you have an idea for our show we'd be happy to you know to consider it and put yeah. it in the in the file with uh, all the other uh all the other requests that we get <laughs> 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 nah, okay Yes. Yeah, so that's uh, podcast at mcplibrary.org so, for Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Sally Vincenzo. We will see you on the next show.